You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and with me is Brandon Hiltabidal. Brandon, how's it going, man? It's going It's going just as fine as last week. Nice. Fantastic. Well, you know, today we are discussing... Um, we're discussing session two of unit 28. So hopefully it's going to be even finer by the end of yes, it. Yes, more fineness. More fineness. Uh, and so the title of this session is Empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so we are picking up where last week left off in Acts chapter two and moving into Acts chapter three. And as we look at this at this chapter, we're going to be... Um, uh, we're going to be exploring the implication of, implications of the Holy Spirit Spirit's power in us. And so what we hope that you'll see from this session is, is because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we are able to love God and others. And so our love for God should drive us into the world to share the good news that Jesus died for sinners and salvation is available to those who repent of their sins, those who confess that Jesus is their Lord. The, that's kind of the big idea that um, that we want to we want to take away from this uh, from this session. So, what would you say is the most important thing that you came across? Yeah, uh, I'm excited about this session. Uh, this is such a beautiful story, and I think the most important takeaway is the simple fact that I am the lame man. You are the lame man. I'm the lame man. We're gonna we're gonna look at Peter and John's. Just you get jealous wanting yep. to be in their shoes and get to get to say that line, that classic line, silver and gold. I don't have it, <laughs> but guess what I've got? Stand up. That's right. Man, don't you want to be those guys? Oh, man. You know, that would be amazing. It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. But you but know what's I'm really great? Man. <laughs> it's also great being the lame man. Well, it's being great. It's great being the lame man. But I mean... You know, there's a sense in which we kind of are now. Sure. But I think you have, absolutely. But yeah. I think you have to start with the, I have to start with the reality that everyone begins as the lame man. Man, this is just something that, that Gospel Project is really big on this way of, of studying scripture and understanding uh, how we relate to, to God. Um, it's something I'm certainly trying to, um, instill in my family we're mm-hmm. a gospel project family um my daughter's been in gospel project kids classes most of her life my oldest daughter she's nine we're on our fifth or sixth family reading of jesus storybook bible but i remember a couple of years ago um i we were talking about the story of the good samaritan not using a kid's bible just talking through it yeah and I asked her, I remember thinking, it's time for a test. She's been in, in Gospel Project type environments for a while. It's time for a test. So talk about the, the Samaritan and the Levite and the priest and whatnot and, and tell her the story. And then I asked her, okay, Ever, who in that story do you most identify with? She was probably six years old at the time. And without blinking, she said, I'm the beat up man on the side of the road because I need Jesus to help me. Mm. Oh my goodness! My heart did somersaults. Oh. Like that's, that's, uh, that's where we have to start. That's where we have to start. Absolutely, we are the broken person on the side of the road. The most important takeaway from this session is we are the lame man, because you know uh, there, there's a quote on page twenty. 
that that really gets to the heart of this. Uh, we are all tempted to read this account and put ourselves in the place of Peter and John, as I just mentioned, wishing we could perform miracles. And as Aaron uh, juked back, in a sense, we do. That has its place, <laughs> of course. But first, we should see ourselves as the lame man in need of healing, but without hope. In our sinful state, our condition compares well to his lameness. But like him, through faith in Jesus, we too should get up, get going, and get to praising God for our salvation in Jesus Christ. You can't be Peter and John until you've been the lame man. So the Holy Spirit absolutely works through us, but first he works in us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, won't, we just won't be very useful to the Spirit at all, which is what this is about, if we forget how much we person, personally needed him and how much we still need him. So congrats on being the lame man. That's right. What's your most important takeaway? Well, you know, I would say that uh, in addition to that, because yes and amen, 100%, (laughs) um, I think it's the reminder that we have something better to offer the world than its false promises of health, prosperity, power, and influence, all of these things that we deem important and um, and Christians struggle with too. Um, I mean, all you ever have to do is just look at how um, how we interact with the world, and you can see that we that we are wrestling on a continuum. Um, but we have the gospel. We have the way of salvation, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that ultimately matters. We have Jesus. So what more, do, what more does anyone need? Um, but that also means that we're part of this mission. We're all a part of it. And I love the way that it's actually said on page 21 of our leader guides. It says that uh, Jesus told his disciples that they would do greater things than even he did once the Holy Spirit came, and he meant it. This is one of many examples in the book of Acts of Jesus' ministry multiplied in the lives of his disciples. The multiplication of Jesus' ministry extends to and includes all who believe in Jesus. That's good. That means you. Brandon, that means you. I'll take it. That means me too. Yeah. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) Revival. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. All right. So what is a challenge? What's an issue that could come up? What's something that could need some extra prep or thought? Yeah. I think we kind of not even intentionally danced around this and talking through that first point. What I I put down was that maybe shame Hmm. is a challenge that could come up in teaching this session. There's a quote. In the in the uh, session from A. W. Tozer, that's a great example of how the main idea of this particular week is something that a lot of people might feel like they are missing out on, that they're that they're just uh, not doing a jo- good job with. And it says, uh, he said, the spirit-filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. It is part and parcel of the total plan for God and His people. And I, I as I read that, uh, preparing to talk through this, I thought, man, I'm. I'm often missing out on that perceived deluxe edition, you know. Um, the people in your group might feel shame because they see just this insane, incredible power of the Spirit through Peter and John on the road that day. And most of them are immediately think, I've never helped a, ma- a lame man walk. I've never—what have I done that shows the power of the Spirit is really uh, significant in my life? And that's, again, why it's so important to remember that we're the lame man first. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit is just a central uh, key for, for life in Christ. What we have, uh, we have what we need in Jesus. So if we're poor in spirit, we go back to the fact that we need Jesus. We have what we need in Jesus. We were the lame man. Now we walk. And the more convinced we are of that, the more we recognize the miracle 
uh, you know, of our own spiritual state, the easier it is then to not only believe in the power of the spirit, but to submit to him working through us in powerful ways. Um, so I think it's it's when we think we have to be the mighty healers mm-hmm. that we have a problem, that we have to be these once in a generation's uh, uh, evangelists that that we have to be A.W. Tozer. Right. I mean, you know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, totally. Like, like you can see these uh, heroes of the faith and, and begin to compare yourself to them and think, man, we can't do anything. But the, the, only, the only Christianity there is, as you've already said, either in this session or the last, the only Christianity there is is spirit-empowered Christianity. There is no, there's nothing apart from that. So just remember how much you needed God to heal you, and you've already taken your biggest step that you can toward God using you in the lives of others. So yeah. fight off shame that way. You, you have the spirit, and he can work in you. Just remember who you are and move. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And building off that, I think uh, I think an important thing that is going to be a challenge really is how you view the mission. So do you see sharing Jesus as a burden or something that you actually get to do or um, a duty or a delight is maybe a, yeah. a more elegant way of saying it. Um, and the truth is, is that it's both. So remember that as you'll see in your leader guide and as your groups will see in their daily discipleship guide as well, um, there's this really great, great quote that's in there and it says, God's not trying to make your life harder or more confusing or more stressful. He didn't see the Holy He didn't send Jesus or the Holy Spirit or send you on his mission to add a burden to your life. Jesus is called the source of life and the Prince of Peace for a reason. And that's really important for us because, so often we do view the the mission as a burden. Yeah. I have oh I have to share. I don't feel equipped to do this. I so I'm not going to. But you have all that you need. You have the Holy Spirit. That is a that is a big deal. And we can't underestimate that. And so the mission is the mission. We are commanded to do this. This is not an optional thing for any Christian. But it's also what we get to do. So help your group see that even as they feel unequipped or ill-prepared, that they really do truly have all the help they already need because the Holy Spirit is with them. Yeah. That's good. So what's what's something that we could leave uh, group leaders with as an encouragement today? Well, I don't know if this is encouraging. This is maybe more of something to watch out for. but there's going to be a tendency as you walk through this text, rightly so, the word wants mm-hmm. this, to draw a uh, distinction between uh, physical healing and spiritual healing, uh, between a lame man walking and the salvation of the soul. Um, I would say as a leader, try not to minimize spirit, uh, don't minimize physical healing in order to lift up the work of the gospel. Mm-hmm exalt the work of the gospel and allow physical healing to still be the beautiful thing that it is that the Lord does. And the reason I say that is there's going to be people in your group that are probably desperate for, for physical healing today. And they don't, they probably don't need to hear, man, who cares what your legs do or who cares what your cancer cancer results are. What really matters is the gospel. It's both and a big fat forever. And it's, it's, you know, God can heal your body. But he will heal your body forever with him in glory. So I just think uh, it it can be easier to make the gospel seem pretty cool if you minimize somebody's physical desires. 
it's more beautiful if you say, man, your body is hurting. I mean, you're going to know what the needs are in your group. Um, you're having surgery this week, blah, 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 blah. Man, how beautiful is it that Jesus has ultimately secured for us uh, health and wholeness forever um, and that he's already gifted us that through his spirit? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is really important because um, often, so often when we think about you know, people people praying for healing, um, for sickness, cancer, um, physical inju- injury, whatever, and it doesn't seem to happen. We always we we often jump to well, God clearly said no. But and and this is again, this is somewhere where we want to be careful as well that we don't want to we don't want to minimize things. Um, but remember that God's answers are always yes and amen. So when it comes to our healing, the answer is always yes. It's just a yeah. question of when. Yeah. As you said, like we we will be healed. Yeah. It's just whether it's this life or the next. He'll get the job done. Absolutely. Um, and so along with that, I would say that one of the things that that is really important for you to lean into as you're preparing for this session and uh, is really to remember that the presence of the Holy Spirit means that God is near us. He's with us. He's holding on to us at every moment, and he is never going to let us go. And so there is no better news for us when the world is a mess, things are burning, um, you know, everyone is uncertain about everything than that. So... Brandon, I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap this up, don't you? All right. So uh, thanks, man, for chatting today. And thank you all for listening to this week's Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.